0: You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, and this is Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. We've got an exciting announcement coming up in just a few minutes, but before we do that, I wanted to remind you how you could reach out to the show to have your questions answered on air. The best way for us is to give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 716-508-0405. You can always tweet at us at rumblings Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle of it on Twitter. You can reach out on Facebook. You can email us. Using the buffalo rumblings at sbnation.com email address, you can leave comments in the comments section at buffalo rumblings.com every week when our show posts on Wednesday. The comments stay open for a few days, and you can drop your comments and questions in the comments section down there. You can even get us on Instagram. Lots of ways to send your messages in to Buffalo Rumblings Q and A. Well, the calendar has turned. It's April. It's firmly in draft time after the first wave of free agency and the second wave of free agency have come and gone. And we are really in pre-draft mode trying to read the tea leaves all over the place. But before we get into this week's questions, I've got a special announcement about the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We're going to have a brand new show on our podcast channel. It's going to be hosted by Anthony Marino who puts together your daily bills links on buffalo rumblings.com every single day. He's also the co-host of the Believe podcast, the independent podcast from Buffalo Rumblings. He's bringing his news-based approach to our podcast channel with a new show for us called Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. It'll be a weekly show that you can subscribe to on our channel and listen to his take on that week's news every single week. And that's also going to be the platform that we use to discuss breaking news when it happens. The Bills sign a big free agent. The Bills make a trade um, right after the draft when they pick their players. Anytime something big happens, Buffalo Rumblings is going to have a podcast about it over on Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. So make sure you uh, keep an eye out for that. His first episode is going to drop this week, and I think it's going to end up being on Thursdays with Buffalo Rumblings Q&A dropping on Wednesdays. And then, of course, like I said, every single time there's big news that happens in Buffalo Bills land, we're going to cover it at Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony will be the lead guy on that show. I'll jump in on some of the breaking news, I'm sure, depending on what his schedule is, but it's going to be a great way for us to get to you a little bit sooner than our weekly podcasts. So I'm really looking forward to adding that to our rotation. You can give him a follow on Twitter at anth Marino and th Marino, and make sure to download that podcast when it comes out every Thursday. That show will join rumblings Q and a circling the wagons podcast and blitz bills on the Buffalo rumblings channel where you can find all of your favorite Buffalo bills podcasts. This week's question I'm getting a lot comes from the readers at buffalorumblings.com and it has to do with a report or speculation or however you want to classify it from John Warrow of the Associated Press over the weekend when he sent out a tweet saying he actually thought the Bills might trade up rather than trading back in the 2019 NFL draft. And and most people, myself included, had just assumed that the Bills filled all of their holes in free agency so that they could trade back in the first round and still get a quality player while acquiring more picks. But there's actually a, a pretty interesting case to be made for trading up in the draft. With all of those free agents that they signed, it's going to be very difficult for Buffalo to have all ten of their draft picks make the roster. So, what they're looking for is top end talent to make the guys that they have on the roster already depth players. Whether it's you know second starters instead of the primary starter, or um, you know rotational pieces along the defensive line, or something like that, it does make some sense that the Bills would consider training up to get that elite level talent if somebody falls past the first three, four, five picks. So. I wanted to take a look at two players that I think are the most likely for the Bills if they fall out of the top four or five picks, and that is a pair of defensive tackles to replace Kyle Williams. It's the one area they haven't really addressed so far in this offseason is that departure of Kyle Williams. They re-signed Jordan Phillips, who was on their line last year. They have Harrison Phillips and, of course, Star Tudelay, but all those guys were on the team last year. They haven't added a piece to be that penetrating defensive tackle. And when you look at the draft, there's two guys at the top that could fit that bill. Ed Oliver from Houston and Alabama defensive lineman Quinn and Williams. Let's start with Williams, first team All-American. Just an overall great player for the Alabama Crimson Tide with 18.5 tackles for a loss and 70 total stops, including seven sacks and a safety in 2008 He was a great player for Alabama, and he has the opportunity to transition to the Bills and really take over that kind of penetrating guy. He's not really built to take on double teams, but that's what Star Latulele is for. That's what Harrison Phillips is for. So if they can get Williams to come in and just be this massive disruptor in the middle of their defensive line, that could really help. The same could be said for the physical freak Oliver out of Houston. He did play against some different competition. And when opposing offensive lines were able to get their hands on him, he was slowed down just a little bit, but asking him to be that kind of guy that doesn't have to take on double teams that can just kind of use his, his power and his uh, speed and quickness to get, he's, he's a physical freak and uh, to get into the backfield to cause problems, especially if you can work on his technique just a little bit on that first step. I think he'll be a really great player for the Bills to add in the top 10 of the draft. And both of those guys seem to have top four or five talent. If quarterbacks can start sneaking into that top spot spots, and it looks like that Kyler Murray is going to sneak into that number one spot at Arizona, even though they took a quarterback in the first round last year, it could push some of that defensive line talent down the board. And if both of those guys are available at four or five, maybe Buffalo can start working a trade up to five and six or seven to maybe get one of those guys to, to pair with Star Latulale and pair with their defensive ends to really become a defensive force along the line for years to come. It would be a very, very powerful way to replace Kyle Williams and use their spot in the top 10 to actually gain something. They might have to trade a second or third round pick to get up there. And that would, of course, hurt when the Bills have so many other positions of need, but they could also package some of their later round picks to move up back into the second round or the third round to get a tight end that falls or a guard that falls or even a tackle that falls and get a day one or starter or a year two starter in the second and third rounds on day two of the 2019 NFL draft. With that being said, John Morrow does not throw stuff out just to generate interest, just to generate Twitter conversation. If John's saying it, that means somebody at One Bill's Drive has told him that. So it's definitely a report worth mentioning on this podcast. It's definitely a report worth discussing. And I got to say that since we posted it on Monday morning, it's generated a ton of conversation on com. I'll go and make sure that the comment section is wide open for that article. So you can jump in there if you haven't seen it yet. But there's, I mean, hundreds of comments on it at BuffaloRumblings.com, and you can go mention it and kind of throw your hat in the ring, so to speak, with your opinion, if you want to, on the Bills trading up in the 2019 NFL draft. And that's this week's question. I'm getting a lot. Our next question comes on the voicemail line. 716-50805. 716-50805. Call and leave your questions right now for next week's episode.
2: Hey, this is Tyler, uh, originally from Rochester, New York, living in Atlanta. I have a quick question uh, around Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, with the addition of Roberts, what, it, what do you feel is the, uh, the future that, that, that Isaiah has coming up? Uh, is he going to be on the team or not? Um, and is he going to be still used as a trickster when it comes to what, uh, kind of running those wide receiver routes from screens to kind of handing off. So, uh, if you could give me an idea on that, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Bye.
1: Hi, Tyler. Thanks for your question. And thanks for being a Bills fan down in Atlanta. We're wrapping it up in Western New York for you. Don't worry about it. Tyler asked a very good question about Isaiah McKenzie. It's interesting to note that McKenzie was actually released by the Denver Broncos last year and was on their practice squad for most of the season too. It's not like he was a player that was in super high demand. Yes, the Bills tried to sign him off of Denver's practice squad and he decided to stay in Denver, but then Denver cut him a couple weeks later, Buffalo claimed him, and he was able to carve out a nice little role in Buffalo's offense but I was never convinced that that was going to be a long-term thing. It was, you know, he, he was taking advantage of a situation where the bills didn't have a whole lot of options. So I thought at best he was Buffalo's uh, what fourth receiver last year. Uh, maybe after Kelvin Benjamin left or was released, he was the third best receiver, but that wasn't saying a whole lot on that group. It's why I've been so hesitant to kind of anoint Robert Foster as, kind of this you know, second coming of Stevie Johnson. or Well, he's that's probably a bad example because they're very different receivers. But, you know, Johnson was a seventh-round receiver. Foster was undrafted. It's just kind of been difficult for me to buy into the hype around Foster right now because there just wasn't a whole lot in front of him to keep him from getting snaps. But now that they have John Brown and Cole Beasley, it's going to be very hard for Foster and, of course, McKenzie after him to get all of the snaps that they got in the 2018 season. So let's go back to your question on McKenzie. I think he's going to have a very difficult time making the roster. Roberts is almost a a roster lock at this point based on his contract. He's got a lot of money guaranteed. So I think he's going to be on the roster in 2019. The Bills obviously went out and signed him to be their punt returner and their kickoff returner. He was a pro bowler and all pro last year at those positions. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if McKenzie is cut because there's just not a spot for him. There's not a spot for him in that wide receiver depth chart. Even now before the draft, uh, when they could add more in the draft, they've got their four top guys, you would think pretty much settled. And he, like you said before, he was a gadget player. He came in for a couple snaps a game. If they need that, they can give it to Roberts. They can do that with Foster. Even There's just other options available to them in order to uh, make up that production that McKenzie was able to give them in 2018. So it was nice to have while it was here just because the offense was so, so bad before he got to Buffalo. And I'm not saying that he was some great offensive player. It's just he was so much better than what they had and and was trying so much harder than some of the other guys they had. So I know it's going to disappoint a lot of Bills fans who – became fans of McKenzie over the course of his time in Buffalo, but I just don't see where he's going to have a major role going into the 2019 season behind guys like Zay Jones, Cole Beasley, John Brown, Robert Foster. I mean, it's going to be hard for him to even make the team um, unless they keep him around for just kind of his returnability as a backup to, to Roberts. But, you know, he doesn't even have the size to be a gunner, so it's going to be tough for him to carve out that option. Thanks for calling in at 716-508-0405 and leaving your bills question with us, Tyler. We'll be right back after this break.
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape?
1: Our Twitter question of the week comes from T John Two Two Four, who tweeted us at Rumblings Q and A, and he asks us: Should the Bills draft a quarterback in the later rounds this year? Well, TJ, I am of the belief that the Bills have a finite amount of time and resources to go toward developing a quarterback. So I think they should use that on Josh Allen, at least in the short term, for his first full offseason as the Bills' starting quarterback. They've got Matt Barkley. They've got Derek Anderson. They may or may not bring in a fourth arm to participate in, say, minicamp and training camp and stuff like that. Because, well, Derek Anderson's pretty old and uh, doesn't necessarily need all the, all the reps, uh, but could use a break for his arm. So I do expect them to add a quarterback at some point this offseason merely for that. I do not expect them to use draft capital on one when they clearly need to work with Josh Allen this offseason. They've got a new quarterbacks coach in Ken Dorsey. They've got a still young duo of offensive coordinator and quarterback. They've got a lot of brand new pieces at wide receiver that we just talked about. They're going to have a new tight end a whole new offensive line. It's going to be a really big, steep learning curve for Josh Allen this offseason, and I want them to devote as much time as they possibly can to that guy. So, no, I don't think they're going to bring in a guy that's going to steal any developmental reps this offseason, and they're not going to pick one in the draft. Thanks again for tweeting us at Q and a on Twitter. You can tweet us anytime, and we'll answer your questions right here on Buffalo Q and a our next question this week also comes from twitter and it comes from the handle at advanced lazy who's aptly named lazier than average he said give a five two day two or three prospects that stand out as guys you think this regime would target and why Well, I don't watch college football prospects. I don't watch college football very much because uh, I just spend so much time talking about the bills and and watching the bills and analyzing the bills and all that stuff. So I went to Dan Lavoie and Andrew Griffin, our two NFL draft experts that spend a ton of time looking at the college football prospects and the NFL draft guys and all that stuff and asked them for their list of five guys, six guys that could fit that mold. And here's what they came up with. Let's start at tight end with Georgia's Isaac Nauta, Alabama's Irv Smith, and LSU's Foster Moreau. All three of those guys could come in and immediately be a contributor for the Buffalo Bills, even as later picks than the first round. With the absence of Charles Clay, Tyler Croft is really uh, the de facto starter at tight end. Jason Kroom isn't anything to really write home about. So any of those guys could come in and be, if not a significant role player, even the starter at tight end. One more offensive player worth mentioning is Washington offensive tackle Caleb McGarry. He had a private workout with Bobby Johnson, the Bills offensive line coach this week after the Washington pro day. He's the guy that they're keeping an eye on clearly and would be another option that they could add a little bit later than the first round and still be able to upgrade at the offensive tackle position. The rest are defensive linemen, two defensive ends, Boston College's Zach Allen and Eastern Michigan's Zach Crosby. Crosby has a pre-draft visit set up with the Buffalo Bills, so he's a name that's certainly on their radar. And then Arizona State defensive tackle Rennell Wren and Notre Dame defensive tackle Jerry Tillery are all names that you should keep an eye on for day two in the 2019 NFL draft. All these guys fit that McDermott prototype. They're physical, they're hard workers, they're surprisingly athletic. They could all come in and be very good contributors for Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills during their rookie season and beyond. That's the type of player he's been drafting and acquiring since he became the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. So it stands to reason that they'd be guys that he would look at in 2019. Thanks for your question, and thanks to Dan and Griff for lending their expertise to this list for Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. We've reached the part of free agency where the Bills have kind of slowed down. They are right at around 70 players right now on their active roster, uh, 20 below the NFL's offseason limit. If you add in 10 draft picks and 10 or more undrafted free agents, you can start to see the numbers crunch that's happening on the Bills roster right now. They are actually over the number that they were at last year heading into this, into the 2019 NFL draft. So they actually have more players than they did at this point a year ago. It wouldn't be surprising at all if the Bills started to release players like they did with Chris Ivory, but the Bills also have $32 million in cap space and they have the six most in, in the NFL, behind the Colts, Texans, Dolphins, Browns, and 49ers. So they still could sign a free agent or two, specifically a, a guy like Ziggy Ansah, who's still sitting out there. They're waiting for his medical checks to come back. If they went and signed him right before the draft and added a defensive end, you would it would tend to lead you to believe that they would be going after a defensive tackle like we talked about earlier in today's podcast there's a couple things to uh, take a look at between now and the NFL draft in terms of free agency. So they, they still can make moves. They still have um, lots of opportunities to do so as they've proven over the last couple of weeks as they've been signing depth players mainly to play special teams and things like that. But we've got all of that covered at BuffaloRumblings.com. There's a free agency uh, tracker that you can take a look at with film breakdowns, contract breakdowns, all that stuff, including EJ Gaines, the new quarterback they signed, um, and all the special teamers that they added over the course of the last week or so. Our final question this week comes from BuffaloRumlings.com in the comments section of our last podcast post from last week. And it's from user Buffalo Billy Goat, who says that linebacker is a severely underrated need for the Bills. Even without injuries, we're going to need more than three guys who can play. The Bills have two and a half. Intramain Edmonds, Matt Milano, and Lorenzo Alexander. Could we add a late-round late guy to be that extra someone who could step in and play for the Bills? Right now, Buffalo has seven linebackers under contract. Alexander, Milano, and Edmonds, in addition to Maurice Alexander, the converted safety who started a bunch of games for the Rams a few years ago at safety. They have linebacker Dion Lacey, linebacker Julian Stanford, linebacker Corey Thompson. In 2018, Edmonds played 91% of the snaps. Milano played 73% of the snaps. (coughs) Both of them probably would have been higher uh, if not for injuries. Alexander played 62% of the defensive snaps, but some of them were on the defensive line as, as our questioner alluded to. Further down the list, you have to go a pretty long way to see that Julian Stanford played 9% of the defensive snaps and Corey Thompson played 8% of the defensive snaps. Okay, so they're obviously not counting on these guys to play a ton of snaps. If, it, for some reason, something happened to one of those three guys, I, w- I think you would see them go to nickel a lot more, especially with Maurice Alexander on the on the roster now. They've got safeties, they've got cornerbacks, they've got uh, – other linebackers that can play on this defense in different roles. And you might not see a traditional role, like a guy that can just step in and replace Milano or a guy that can just step in and replace Edmonds, but they have pieces that they could work around that to play at linebacker. So they have young guys, they've got special teams guys, they've got guys that could step in, in a pinch. I don't think linebacker is a need for them at all. They've got veterans on that spot. They've got, um, pass coverage guys at that spot. They've got a little bit bigger guys who can play the run at that spot. They've got young guys, old guys. They're they're really set at that position. And I'd be surprised if they added more than one linebacker over the course of the next couple months. It's a position they need a lot, especially because of special teams just in general. But they already have a lot of those bodies that they're going to be adding for the back end of the roster. So it's a great question. Uh, thanks for putting it into the comment section at Buffalo, Rumblings. Com. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Make sure you tune in on Thursday for the debut episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, hosted by Anthony Marino. It's going to be a great addition to our podcast lineup. As always, you can call and leave your questions for this show at 716-508-0405. Tweet at us at at A with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can leave a comment in our show notes at BuffaloRumlings.com. You can send us an email using buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Send us a Facebook message, a Twitter message, whatever you want to do to get your question in for this week's episode. We've got a lot of draft talk coming up, no doubt, as the Bills will start hosting their 30 pre-draft visits. We've got a tracker at BuffaloRumblings.com that tracks all the guys that are rumored to be coming to one Bills drive for their pre-draft visits. Stay tuned to BuffaloRumblings.com for all of your draft coverage and go
0: Bills!